Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. are the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the Satellite Sisters podcast, Satellite Sisters to Go. Uh, And it's really just to go today. There are just two of us on. Two is in T-W-O. Yes. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm home alone, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, But my sister Liz Dolan is here with breaking news. Liz, did you have that royal baby yet? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I was working on actual news uh, all okay. week, especially at the end of the weekly end, because I was at Comic-Con. Oh, and but, we, um, we kept joking about how, really, some of the things we were trying to get into the news, I only care about the rest of the world. I don't have to care about the United States. So I was like, if we don't get this out now, that royal baby is going to beat us to the headlines. <laughs> so you just don't think you're going to be calculating the news value of season four of The Walking Dead versus the news value of the birth of the royal baby. But you actually find yourself doing that. Well, she's holding on, Liz. She is holding on, Kate Middleton. There was a scare the other day that when the when the queen abruptly left, like some sort of polo match or cricket match or something, um, but <laughs> lawn bowling, something. Yes. So, but, but it appears like the royal baby. It's taking its sweet time. So we have plenty of time here for the Satellite Sisters podcast. You can always find us at satellitesisters dot com. Uh, we have a blog there, which, which we occasionally post on. Um, but, but at least once a week we post there. Yeah, because we post the new show there. But, but a there, lot there could be more. You're right. Right. Well, we've been busy, but a lot happens on our Facebook page. There's a lively dialogue over there. So if you listen to the show, Andrew on Facebook, but you haven't joined our open group. It's an open group, people, because we don't really know how to monetize Facebook in any way. So <laughs> we, we we gave up. We only read up to page 107 for Facebook for Dummies. So just join us and post whatever you want, and no one's going to bug you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's no moderating involved. No. You know, a lot of Facebook groups, if you were trying to fo- post on, under Satellite Sisters, we would have to approve that. You're pre-approved. Yeah. You're pre-approved. You are a satellite sister as much as we are. So just post. And people did post some very interesting things this week. There were some pictures of cupcakes. There were some movie reviews. There were some questions about things going on in the news. It is a very open dialogue across a very wide range of topics. Yes. So join us over there. All right. So Liz, you were at Comic-Con though. And I have to say, it just makes me laugh because I think we can agree you didn't even enjoy uh, Archie comics, up, you know, <laughs> we used to have those illicit love comics under our bed. Hey, I enjoyed those. Okay. <laughs> so it is just the strangest thing for you to be headed to Comic-Con with all, you know, the Star Wars fans. You, you just don't think of me as being on the bleeding edge of popular <laughs> culture, especially the like super geek popular culture. Yes, I am, Leanne. It's from the sublime to the ridiculous in my job. And I worked on things both sublime and ridiculous over the past three days. So Comic-Con is the giant comics convention in San Diego that has gone way beyond that now. It's comics. It's anything sci-fi. It's all the new movies and television shows coming from Hollywood, where there's a, whether there's a super superhero involved or not it is just a nutty scene there and it's widely covered on the news now so there's probably lots i don't need to tell you about what goes on at comic-con but the um i was there for two reasons two actual work-related projects that believe it or not 
I found a way to market them together. And there was some. (laughs) Oh, I believe it, Liz. I believe it. (laughs) There was some questioning of my judgment weeks ago when I said, we are going to do the press conference about The Walking Dead together. This is season four of The Walking Dead, which is on Fox channels all over the world. So I work on that. We're going to do that press conference together with the press conference about the launch of Cosmos, the reboot of the famous Carl Sagan show. It's being completely redone by Fox for National Geographic. I'm like, those things have a lot in common. And they are like, no, they don't. No, no, they have nothing in common. I'm like, believe me, they do. At the heart, the creative vision behind both of these shows is about understanding the universe and what what is going to be the extinction event, right? That Both of those shows are actually about that. And as I'm trying to explain this to people, their eyes are glazing over. Anyway, I got to say, it was a smashing success. <laughs> Liz, that's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> well, it's because Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead. He wrote the original comic as an executive producer, writer on the current television show. The fact that he was meeting the host of the new Cosmos, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's like a super fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson. The other, another executive producer of Cosmos is Anne Druyan, who created the original show with her husband, Carl Sagan. So she has this total cult following. So when those like super nerds came together, it was just nerd heaven. Explosive. It sounds like I'm I'm getting chills. It was it was surprisingly explosive. We'll put it that way. Uh, so so anyway, so my job is to like publicize these shows outside the United States, and the uh, the Walking Dead obviously has this huge built in fan base. So you want to get people excited about the new season, but they kind of know what's going on. But with Cosmos, it was so much fun because. That show is 30 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are people who remember Carl Sagan, but there are many, many people like under the age of, say, 35 who don't, or you just don't know if they do, or particularly because my audience is exclusively the audience outside the United States. You just don't know if they have any knowledge going in, like what Cosmos was, what groundbreaking science programming it was, how it kind of changed a generation of young people thinking about science and exploration of the universe. So I know that team, the Neil deGrasse Tyson and Andrewian and the other people that work on the show, were a little bit nervous whether they could draw a huge crowd at Comic-Con the way, say the Game of Thrones cast. Right. You know, (laughs) it is just crazy. You're in these giant convention halls. So like the Walking Dead cast followed by the Game of Thrones cast, they're in a room with 9,000 seats. (gasps) That's, I can't, that's, that's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. (laughs) And these are people that just sit in a dark room all day. So the cast of their favorite TV shows or movies or whatever can come in and talk to them about what the upcoming season is. And then they just stay in their seats and the walking dead people leave and the game of Thrones people come in and none of the 9,000 people leave because they're, they're just there all day in air conditioned darkness, taking this in, in costume, which I'll get to. So, uh, so the Cosmos people, you know, it's a slightly different level of story and kind of getting people excited about what it means to explore the universe is a little bit different than could we rehash the Red Wedding episode of Game of Thrones again? Yeah. Could we just talk about that <laughs> one more time? Because we can't get over it. Um, so I got to say, yesterday afternoon when... 
uh, when Neil and Anne walked into a room. They were in can a we room. can we take a moment for people who might not know Neil deGrasse Tyson? He oh. is he is a he's a genuine physicist, a brilliant yes. physicist, totally legit. But he's also charming and funny and hilarious yes. and can explain science in a way that's engaging. He's a frequent guest on many shows, including Jon Stewart. Exactly. So I think I even used the, on the Facebook post about this in uh, on the Satellite Sisters open group today. I even used the word hunky to describe Neil deGrasse Tyson. He is. He's like a super bare, handsome African-American guy. He's just cool and smart, doesn't take himself too seriously, even though he is studying the origins of the universe. Right. Yeah. He runs the Hayden Planetarium in New York. He's an astrophysicist. and But just like fun and nice and this super cool bear baritone voice yeah you know just like even his speaking voice is hunky yeah and so the uh, the moderator of this panel who was a british talk show host named jonathan ross who's like the oh he's so funny he's so funny oh gosh he moderated your he moderated yeah he loved his show moderated our press conference and then also moderated the panel for them he's like he'll say anything oh yes and he's a complete science nerd and he had, he had his three kids with him. He comes every year. And his daughter, whose name is like Honey or Beautiful or something like that, mm. um, she has a quote from Carl Sagan tattooed on her body. <laughs> and his teenage son, who has a pet skink, the skink's name is Sagan. <laughs> so I think we found the perfect enthusiastic host slash moderator uh, for the press conference and the panel. So, uh, so Jonathan Ross was making fun the whole time. He was making fun of uh, hunky Neil deGrasse Tyson, including comparing him, particularly his voice, to Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so they were super nervous in advance because they just weren't sure. They had a room with 2,000 seats in it, and they just, you know, the TV show's 30 years old. You, uh, like, there could be 10 people that Right, up. right. Uh, but no... Not only did 2,000 people turn out, but the moment they walked in the room, they got a standing ovation when they walked in the room. They got a standing ovation when we showed a trailer from the upcoming show, which doesn't even come out until next March. And then they got another standing ovation. This is how super nerdy this crowd is. When Neil from the stage introduced his close friend, Bill Nye, the science guy, oh. who was in the front row with me, Bill Nye, the science guy, got a standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> so, you know. That is that, nerd heaven. Take that, that Joss Whedon. You know, uh, like, or down the hall, they were announcing that the new Superman movie is also going to have Batman in it. Okay, that's very hard to compete with, but I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the meaning of the universe is a good competitive story to try to be telling. Uh, so so that was really fun, and it went really well. And if you Google Cosmos or the Twitter handle is Cosmos on TV, you can see the um, – the, the trailer for the show, and you can get some information about it. So, and, and what's fun about that is the other executive producer on the show, the reason it's on both Fox and National Geographic, which has never happened before, is because the other EP on the show, who's really the one that got it going, is Seth MacFarlane. Of all That's, people. I knew, I was thinking it was like Stephen Colbert. It's Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. That's right. I knew there was like an odd EP. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. that's cool. Okay. So he's a total secret science geek 
and he just decided that he wanted to get this show remade. And so he's the one that actually got, got it rolling. You know, it's a super expensive thing to do. It's kind of a long shot. Fox doesn't usually do like family science shows, but because he's like the billion dollar man at Fox with his other shows. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, so in the U S it will be on both Fox and national geographic, which is, um, very unusual. So anyway, so that was, it was really, really a lot. Well, that sounds fun. You know, Liz, I had, I make a, um, the other sort of famous physicist on TV is Michu Kaku. Yes, and right. I make a Michu Kaku joke in my book, Elizabeth, the first wife, because the dad's a Nobel prize winning physicist. And there's a comparison there. And when I had an actual astrophysicist read the book, he circled Michu Kaku and he said, you know, Leanne, no one really takes Michu Kaku very seriously. It should really be Neil deGrasse Tyson because he's the real deal. That was his like critic. That was his like creative note to me, the astrophysicist. Wow. But I had to explain to him that Michu Kaku is just funnier. So, <laughs> especially when you read it out loud. Yeah. So I believe that Neil deGrasse Tyson may have the weight in the scientific community that Michu Kaku lacks, but. <laughs> It was just a funny note to get from an astrophysicist. <laughs> anyway, he was really great on the panel um, just because he's very dynamic and funny and, as you say, like super accessible in the way he talks about science. But then you hear Andrewian talk about science and, you know, her husband, Carl Sagan, and why they created the show originally. And they wrote all the books together. And, of course, she doesn't get any credit, so I want to right. make sure she's getting credit here and uh, why they want to do this again now. And she said something really interesting that that stuck with me she said you know when we were starting uh the cosmos was like the early 80s i guess but she worked in the space program in the 60s and 70s and she said in the 60s and 70s there was this view of the future people thought about the future and talked about the future and they made movies and tv shows about the future and in the movies and tv shows you know the future was clean and the future was optimistic and everybody was dressed in tinfoil and the future was cool <laughs> she said now if you look at the way the future is depicted in uh movies and television shows nobody can breathe and people right. are choking and starving and trying to escape planet earth it's like that is wrong we have to get people back to some feeling about optimism about the future and we can take on some of these challenges and fix them but not if we don't start like if we just resign ourselves that that's going to be the future we're all just going to choke and starve and die and that's it She's like, we can do better than that. And uh, so. Amen. Know. Amen. Inspirational. Oh, it was very, very inspirational. So uh, this is going to be a lot of fun to work on over the next, you know, nine months or so uh, to get this launched. In the rest of the world, there's some knowledge of Cosmos and the show has been running for 30 years all over the world. But it's um, so we, we wanted to get going. So. Uh, so that was super fun. So from the sublime to the ridiculous, from the walking dead to cosmos, <laughs> just, it's, it's all going on down there. I did want to, um, give out some award categories though yes. for, I think what people, when they think about Comic-Con other than like the movie launches, uh, they really, the news coverage is about the people in their costumes, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, they are, the costumes are crazy and it is a very charming, um, aspect of the whole, it's a mob scene. It's 130,000 people. Uh, it's incredible to imagine that really. It's incredible to imagine that it started so, so small and it was yeah. just really, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, great. 
So you see the one-off photos of this crazy person or that crazy person, but for so I'm gonna. So in my mind, there are three levels of awards that I'm gonna give out today for costumes. I would say the bronze medals in my category go to those who come as characters that really have nothing to do with comics or science fiction or anything, like walking down the street, seeing this giant rubber sombrero in front of me and then catching up and looking back and realizing that the guy's costume was Speedy Gonzalez. (laughs) You know, that's just one example of what you see. It's not entirely relevant to the gathering, but it's just a fantastic costume worn with enthusiasm. So good, good for you, Speedy Gonzalez. I like that. The silver medal that I would award is to the the groups who collaborate, so they come as like the entire cast of their favorite show. Yeah, uh, yeah, that happened at the Walking Dead panel at one point in the room of nine thousand people. You know, it's a fan fest, so the fans get to ask most of the question. So they went to the microphone for the fan questions, and there were like eight people there standing there together, all of them individual characters from The Walking Dead. So they had come together dressed as a group but with their individualized character. So one guy was Rick, and one guy was the governor, and one guy was Daryl, and you could totally tell who was who. <laughs> so and that takes a lot. you got to kind of plan together, stick together all day so right. that your costume maintains its relevance. You know, I don't know how, if they come on airplanes, how you get your fake crossbow <laughs> past the TSA. That must be hard. Uh, so that's my silver medal go to the groups. Um, who plan their costumes together. And my gold medals go to, uh, there are a lot of people who hand make such incredibly elaborate costumes that are so large and so complex that you know they cannot sit down or use the bathroom all day. You know, there's just a lot of that. And that takes commitment. It does. You are just going to be this big thing and you're going to be it all day. And you, there's no way you're going to be able to sit down at lunch or relax in any way. You have to negotiate a crowd. I mean, you have giant wings on and there are 130,000 people there. So you're making your way through the crowd at the con, as they say, just FYI. Okay. They call it the con. Yeah. Um, So, uh, so that's my gold medals go to those people because that, um, that takes a lot. That must be an exhausting couple of days. Well, I did see the great photo, you know, the whole family, like the father and all the kids in like the star Wars outfits. It's funny. It's good for them. It's It's a bonding experience for those, (laughs) those families. It's something parents and kids can share. Yes. These people have each other. And you can tell there are a lot of people there like, this is the highlight of their year. Yeah. And this is their vacation. Like, like Jonathan Ross. This is his vacation. He comes every year with his wife and kids and they, they just have a ball, uh, you know, flying in from the UK to do this for three or four days. With 130,000 other people. So, um, and one last visual note. I think one of the lesser known facts of what's going on at the con is the whole convention center there in the Gaslamp District of San Diego. It's surrounded by people with signs that say, repent for your sins. There are a oh, lot. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Killjoys. Kill yes, I know they are... show up at the Rose Parade too. Yeah. There are a lot of loud announcements 
about how we are all going to burn in hell. And I just think, uh, like, okay, everybody's allowed to their own opinion. <laughs> That's right. fine. But when you're making that announcement to someone dressed as a vampire or a zombie, I just think you have to question how much of that is getting through in that particular environment. These are not necessarily – these people – not your target audience is what what I would say as a marketeer. Like you might – your time might be better spent standing somewhere else. But anyway, um, so it was uh, – I got home late last night and uh, drove home from San Diego. And whew, here I am, have Sunday to recover and uh, and get ready for the new week. So it was a lot of fun. Good. Well, while you were, you know, spending time with 130,000 other people, Liz, I am enjoying what rarely happens to me. I am home alone. <laughs> okay. Ah, I am right. home alone for four or five days. Uh, here's the situation. My husband and sons left yesterday morning, early Saturday morning. I took them to LAX at, at 5 a.m. Uh, they are going to be on the East Coast for a week of various activities um, before I arrive on Saturday. And then we have another week of vacation activities before my niece's wedding but i have to go to i'm going to blog her and um chicago for a book signing so the boys went off on their own to do um <laughs> to do some stuff like Barrick said my husband said well i thought we'd go to gettysburg and i was like gettysburg <laughs> better that they do that on their own i know you know what was wrong with our family liz why did we never go to any of those things like <laughs> I mean, then then he said Gettysburg, and then the next day, like, every paper in America, including the Los Angeles Times and the New York Times, had giant articles in the travel section about Gettysburg, because it's the 150th anniversary, what an important site it is, they have a new museum, and I was like, why would you go to Gettysburg? <laughs> so, you're right. It's better I'm not there. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash 
sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. (laughs) Either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Yeah, right. They're going to have a lot more fun without yeah. you and uh, good yeah. for them and good for you. So how are you maximizing your alone time? Well, yeah, so yesterday uh, I had to wait. I, first of all, the last two weeks I have nagged more uh, in my in the last two weeks than I've nagged my entire lifetime. Just getting them all like packed and out the door was exhausting. So, um, you know, when you have to get like wedding clothes for three guys, it's just bad, Liz. If you, yeah. I know everyone's been I, just concerned about their own wedding clothes, but pity me for just a second. Okay. And uh, so yesterday I was faced with time alone and I thought, well, what am I going to do? But fortunately, my friend Susan texted in at like 9 a.m. Hey, any chance you're around? You want to go for a foot massage and then out to dinner? And I I said, yes, yes, I do want to go for a foot massage and out to dinner. Uh, the $15 one hour foot massage at the place down in Alhambra. Fantastic. And I had my hair cut and color planned. So that was a full activity. And it, around. Wait a minute, can I just say $15? 15 for, bucks. For an hour? Hour. Yes, Liz. Wow. Yes, I know. This is, this, it's, you, it's unbelievable. It's you're a fully closed clothed massage and foot massage doesn't do it justice. Like they do your feet, but they also do a full body. So you don't take any clothes off and you're in like a dark room with like 10 other people, a barely lit room. And it's very quiet and they do your whole, everything from your head to your toes, both sides, $15 for the hour. <laughs> okay. Wow. okay. Yes. That is, that's the, that's what they refer to as the Korean foot massage here. So, uh, so we were down in sort of a Chinese slash Korean area in Alhambra and Susan's Korean. So that helps. It helps negotiate the, everything about that situation, but you don't need to be Korean to, to enjoy to the enjoy, Korean, no. Korean foot massage. <laughs> so I was looking forward to that. 
getting my hair done, I thought, oh, well, I'll run some errands, which I hate doing. And I am really bad at, you know, I think we came, my mother was a champion errand runner. Was she not? I mean, she lived to errand and, uh, maybe she just needed to get out of the house. Yeah. Hi, I'm the opposite. Liz, I took a pair of pants in to be shortened this week that I have had for two years. Okay. (laughs) Two years. Okay. And here's like, here's the breakdown. Like I ordered the pants and by the time they arrived, I gained too much weight to fit into them anymore. Okay. Okay. So then I, it does. So then I had to lose the weight. So that took like a year. (laughs) And then for like six months, I had the pants in my car and I would just drive up and think I'm too hot to get out of the car and try the pants on. (laughs) So I finally took the pants in. I took in a necklace that I've been meaning to fix. I did. I went to the post office. I did a couple of other errands and then I ran into my friend Ryan right on the street. So we actually went shopping and had lunch. So I had like a full girl's day out with good friends that I, if I had tried to plan, I couldn't plan. So uh, the foot massage was great. Then we went out to a really good restaurant nearby, packed. This is an all Chinese area of town. So and th- so it was packed. It was delicious. But I just have to say three words to you, Liz. Pea soup incident. Because Really? You were yeah. overwhelmed by something you ate? Something I ate, like, towards the end of the meal. I now understand, like, what happened to Sheila after she ate that bowl of pea soup in Chicago. And then went into a coma and had to leave the table immediately. Like, <laughs> I was trying not to bring anybody down because we were having a nice time and I hadn't seen my friend. But I got home. I was like, pea soup incident. Pea <laughs> soup. I just. I was up half the night watching Law and Order with my pea soup incident. <laughs> what do you so, think it was? I, you know what? I don't think it was bad food. I think occasionally I just eat something that does not agree with me. And I think uh-huh. maybe one of the greens or the vegetables or something. Because I, I also can't eat yellow squash. That's too, TMI. But uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking forward to this afternoon. Liz, guess what's on? What? Oh, Pride and Prejudice all day, Liz, on the Ovation channel. I can't wait. It's like they planned it for you. (laughs) It is. It's the perfect way. I have to do a book club uh, tonight, but I have the whole afternoon to just enjoy Colin Firth and a a Pride and Prejudice marathon and maybe do some laundry and stuff and and then go to the book club to recover from the pea soup incident. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah. That sounds really, really good. Yeah, looking forward to it. So you're, uh, but are your own clothes, are you, are you're set for the wedding? I'm set. Own, I'm told yeah. I could not be more set. Yeah. I'm told I'm set and I've just consolidated dresses are my theme for blogger and cause I'm going to Chicago and then to New York. It's like 10 days with, you know, a lot of different events and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to wear a lot of dresses in both places. Cause that's easy. And the two pants, pairs of pants I had shortened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Monica emailed me a picture of the dress that she has settled on. Thank God. And yes. she said it's, she loves it and it's super comfortable. So she's going to return the other six dresses okay. she has purchased. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. We were all rooting for Monica to find something Sooner. she really liked. Yeah, yeah. So that we didn't have to hear about it too much. Uh, and uh, obviously Sheila's got her high-low going. So yeah. I think everyone, I think everyone's in good shape. I love the post on the Facebook page yesterday from Dana, who was at a wedding in Seattle and said she'll be in good company. She saw at least five high-low dresses there at the wedding. And so, okay. okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Thank you for scouting that out for us. 
Um, okay, so one thing I was struggling to do this week, particularly Thursday and Friday, because I was in a universe far, far away, is uh, keep up with the news from the Whitey Bulger trial. Wow, it was a big week, Leanne. Were you hanging on to any of those headlines at all? You know, the be- yes, the best part of the trial to me is going back and enjoying the newspaper again for mm-hmm. all it's worth because it's not on TV, that darn trial is. I know. It's like the it's the trial of the century. It's incredibly dramatic. It is like a movie, but like a movie from the 70s, about the 50s. You know, everything about it, totally old school. And we cannot watch it on TV. I know. It's just so right. I find myself, the Boston Globe is obviously doing the best job um, reporting on this. So I go to the Boston Globe website and not only are they covering it in detail, but that Boston Globe reporter who wrote a book about Whitey Bulger, her name is Shelley Murphy. Yes. She's doing like nightly recaps on video um, of like what happened today in the court. <laughs> so I'm enjoying Shelley TV. I especially like, you know, because she's a true Bostonian, which you notice when when she's like describing how they wrapped the body in a tarp and buried it by the river, blah, blah, blah. It's top. They wrapped it in a top. And they, so, you know, you're really right. hearing the Boston version of it. But this week, for those of you that were not following along on Thursday and Friday, and another thing about it not being on TV, why was Jody Arias on I know. TV? I don't understand. Like, right. With no importance, no whatever. Okay, watch whatever you want on TV. That's fine, I guess. So the but the the big testimony this week was from Whitey Bulger's like partner for all of those years, right? Steve Rifleman Fleming. Yeah. So he was he was. Uh, I know it's hard not to laugh, except then you read the testimony, and these are awful, awful human beings. Just like sad, awful. They 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 like were killing innocent twenty six year old women because they yeah. had overheard too much. Yeah, yeah, awful human beings. Yeah, so he's already in jail serving life in prison because he's admitted to ten murders. Steve Rifleman Fleming. Yeah, and I can understand ten like, ten murders list. Yeah. Growing up with the last name Fleming, it might be a you know emotional burden that you know evidences itself in strange ways. So the yeah, so the testimony this week was about the woman that they that they allegedly killed, Deborah Davis, was Steve Fleming's girlfriend for a bunch of years. But then because he was breaking up with her and he had she had figured out because he told her that he was an FBI informant, Whitey Bulger insisted on killing her. And um, and he said on the stand, Fleming said, you know, I loved her, but I was not in love with her as a way to of explaining why, though, this woman that he had been with for many years, why he agreed to Bulger's plan to murder her. Um, but now apparently he feels really bad about it, he said. Uh, so, you know, that's the, the tale he was telling was how they lured her to an apartment. Whitey Bulger came in and actually um, strangled her with his own bare hands while carrying her down to the basement of this building. Then they cleaned up the body, blah, 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 blah. Then when it got dark, he and Whitey went to the banks of the Neponset River in Quincy, Mass, uh, with the body and a bunch of shovels. And he said, according to his testimony, Whitey Bulger sat on the banks of the river while Fleming dug the hole and put her in, in it. Like, it just is, like, 
everything about it, unbelievably brutal, but vivid. And this is just one of many, many murders that they committed together. And I guess Thursday, right? Thursday was the first day they were in the courtroom together. Right. Explosive, Liz. Yeah. And they're like swearing at each other. Swearing at each other. I know. Like nasty, under their breath, swearing things that the reporters can't say on TV, like, you know, in a courtroom. Yeah. The the whole thing is just unbelievable. But you're right. The fundamental lesson of the sort of the savagery of these individuals and the terror that everyone in the neighborhood seemed to feel for years and years and years because they knew how savage they were. Yeah. And there's nothing. They said one of the jurors was in tears listening to the description of the murder that that you just described. So there's nothing redeeming about these men at all. There no. is no honor amongst thieves, despite our fascination in the media and the creative world, the movies and the books and the Sopranos. There's nothing honorable about these men at all. Right. Like, there's I, no heart of gold. No. There's no, yeah. ooh, but then on the other hand, look how fascinating they were here. No. They're just awful. And I, I think back on like when they found Whitey Bulger and his longtime girlfriend, who must have been terrified. Do you think she really must have been terrified to stay with them that long in that apartment in Santa Monica, so close to our parents? They had like an arsenal of uh, of weapons in that apartment. Have you ever read the description of what they had in there? I mean, no, I like, never did. Oh my god. And they, you know, they got like the next door neighbor to like the FBI. Uh they got the like nice mid 20s guy to sort of play the dopey neighbor and knock on the door and ask to borrow a cup of sugar. Like that's how the FBI got him and when they went in, even the neighbor was like they had like Machine gun after machine gun, grenades, rounds of ammunition. These were like two 80-year-old people holed up like near our parents. Near mom and dad. Yeah. In the mom and dad neighborhood right. where there are lots of older couples just like mom and dad. It's like just, the Bulgers. Yeah. There's there's nothing honorable, fascinating, redeeming about these characters at all. That's what this trial has made me realize. Like as much as we want to pretend that the mafia, there's some decency there. There isn't any. They're awful. Yeah. yeah. They're awful so, people. Um, so for those of you who have been following along and posted on our Facebook group, like, you know, I'm paying attention to this trial because you guys have talked about it a lot. And I think about your dad whenever I see it on the news. It's so true. I think about dad, too, because he would have loved the details of this trial. Yeah, he would have. Just- no, this this would have sustained him for many years talking about it. Whereas I'm also enjoying the Michael Jackson trial here, but for other reasons. That. <laughs> Oh, we'll talk about a train wreck, that family. Really, I uh, have not been paying attention. Oh, to yeah, that that's another I, one where I, there's no cameras in the courtroom. So you get those really good court reporters and it is like you're there. It does make you appreciate, um, I don't know, paid journalists who do good work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> woo, woo, let's give it up for paid journalists. Um, yeah, they had Catherine Jackson on the stand. I mean, no one looks good in that trial at all except, oh, I'm going to, oh, except Kenny Ortega. He's the only oh. guy, the director... Yeah. Uh, uh, who always has seemed like a nice man. Uh, he's the only guy of everybody, the managers, the family, uh, the doctors, anybody that seems to have actually cared about Michael Jackson. That, that would be my take on the Michael Jackson trial. Liz, you know, we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? 
Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going, oh. like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. 
So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Do you say he always seemed like a nice man because he did dance fever? Yes. <laughs> no, that's Denny Terrio. Oh, Denny Terrio. <laughs> Not Kenny Ortega. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Wow, oh, Liz, come okay. on. Okay. Um, <gasps> so. All right. Speaking of, like, creative – speaking of dance fever, um, well, okay, we, I tried a creative experiment this week. Um Here's the deal. We're, we're, we're experimenting with a few ways to produce Satellite Sisters. How we do it now is that we hook up via Skype, the sisters. We have a microphone. Some of us, other of us are just sitting in their car talking into their phone. Uh, <laughs> we record the show uh, via Skype, and then either Liz or I take the recording, put the MP3 into GarageBand. We have to edit it. We have to put some music on it, and then we post it. So it has some product production and post-production value not a lot of post-production value but we do have to do yeah i was gonna say the editing really is limited to intro and outro (laughs) yeah if you think we're deleting things in the middle of the show like the stupid mistakes we make (laughs) well clearly you're hearing all of our mistakes so no we our policy is it is what it is Uh, we just got to get it out to you so there are a couple of other ways to produce shows, uh, and one is something called blog talk radio. And we investigated it like four years ago when we sort of revived the podcast online, and we dismissed it because I believe Liz said that's a stupid name. And <laughs> that, that is so true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That just in general, the overall marketing blog talk radio, we didn't want to say that a lot. But also, the technology was such that it it. It sounded like you were talking on a phone line underwater through a tin cup, basically, is how I would describe the sound quality. And our sound quality is slightly better if and when, depending upon Skype and how it's working. So anyway, though we're looking forward, I was like, well, maybe we should try to do some more shows. And one thing that Blog Talk Radio allows you to do that we currently have no ability to do is sort of take callers like we used to on the radio. And it makes yeah. it very easy for guests to call in. Now, you have to pick a set time. We can't be flexible. You know, you have to reserve your spot and go for it. But if you have guests, you can say, are you available, you know, at this day and time? Call in. Here's the number. So I decided to do a test show, and Julie was game for it. And um, so we signed up for the free account at Blog Talk Radio. We didn't want to commit any dollars yet. And we have some limited uh, limited options for the free account, But we and we picked a time. And then about a half an hour before the time, I, of course, was at the shoe department in Macy's buying another pair of shoes. <laughs> we had done no prep whatsoever, Julie and I, in terms of I sort of looked at the technology. I'm like, ah, this doesn't look that hard. And, you know, we can do this. There are all these tutorials about top 10 tips for your podcast or, you know, go ahead, give us a call. We'll tell you how to put together a podcast. Yeah, I didn't do any of those. Uh, I figured once we logged in, Julie and I could figure it out. How hard could it be? And then I'm at the shoe department and I get a text from Julie, like not going to make it backed up. And we had already decided we weren't going to tell anybody because it was our secret test. Like we wanted to hear what it sounded like. Didn't really matter. So I got home and there was literally like six minutes to go till our podcast time. And I got an email from our team at Blog Talk Radio, like, okay, your show's in eight minutes. I was like, okay, now I feel guilty. Like, in we my. Have, you have a team already? <laughs> even for the free trial? In my mind, Liz, like, I thought, what if the word got out? What if there are like hundreds of people waiting to hear the show and there's no show? So I poorly decided, I was like, you know what? I guess I'll just do the show. 
What what the heck? It's just me. I had nothing prepared, Liz. All I could barely find like the dial in number in the host dashboard. And very quickly I put up on on our Facebook page, um, hey, um, I'm doing a radio show. I was like Martha Stewart begging people to call in. Like, um, here's the number if you want to call. And the best part of doing the show was that people dialed the number thinking that that's how they would hear the show. And I ended up putting them on the air. So I had like eight shocked and stunned callers. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to thank very much for calling in. And um, what I was reminded of was a couple of things. First of all, A, how much fun it is to talk to callers. And not just you guys. We have fun talking to each other. But it was really fun, that sort of spontaneous conversation that you can have for a caller. And two, Liz, remember the stress, because you and I were the ones that always took the call of like knowing that the callers are on hold and you don't want them to hold too long because that's rude, but you're trying to like have a conversation and then go to a caller when it feels right. It all came back to me, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) All that stress? Yeah. Like the, I have to finish the sentence and answer the call at the same time. I don't know if I can do that. And then there's no possibility of screening a call in no. that scenario, too. So you don't know what people are calling in about or even who they are. Well, they I, was, listen, I listened to the test show. You rolled with it pretty well. There's no possibility of screaming, screening when you only do the free test list. Oh. So if we upgraded, if we decide to roll with this method, uh, if we upgraded, we can, we can have the ability to screen. But how would you do that if you're talking on the radio? Liz, I don't know. I may have to watch the tutorial before we try. I, <laughs> so, okay. So, I'll, I'll watch it too. I'll see what we can, see so we can do some troubleshooting. That's the thing. We're thinking about doing a few more shows, maybe doing some brand consolidation, relaunching. I'm going to blog her this week in Chicago, the big blogging conference, uh, which I believe you also said is a terrible name. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I just did not believe in the word blog. Isn't that clear? Yeah. I remember really objecting to that when that became a word. It's not you know, any better a word now than it was five years ago, Liz. You were dead right. It's still but, a terrible word. But people all use it now. Yeah. So I was clearly wrong at the adoption rate of the word blog. Yeah. And it's not pretty to say. It's just, uh, I don't like, I, even though I, I think of myself as a blogger, I guess, I never call myself a blogger. I don't like the word. I don't like the way it sounds. Uh, I'm with you. So, but I'm going to blog her this week. We're going to figure out some stuff, but I, we won't promise any new shows or anything till September. So don't, <laughs> though I did get an email from my team, Liz. It was, it was exciting today. It said, um, hey, your, uh, your, um, your audience is growing on Blog Talk Radio. And I was like, awesome. Maybe we do have hundreds of listeners. No, it's just the one. It's Christina Molden. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Well, but the callers were all familiar names. Like, yes. They're all people that we've talked to in the past or they email a lot. They post on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So that's good. We know that there's a group out there that can be activated. Yeah. And the idea with Blog Talk Radio, even though it does still sound slightly tinny, we can work on the audio and maybe if we upgrade, it will. we can make it sound better. Um, that could be your team calling from it's Blog my Talk Radio team, right now. It's my team calling. I know. Even though I said 20 times to my husband, don't call me. I'm on the air. Uh, he's, he's called both phones now. So um, <laughs> it's, I'm just moving on. I just got to keep talking. That's um, what we still is for. So... Uh, 
Anyway, so, it, we, okay. I forget where I was going with that because once again, the call came and I forgot what I was saying. But well, um, but that we're gonna we're gonna do some testing right. this summer yes. in the hopes of having a new plan for the fall. Right. Some relaunched, consolidated products and brands. Yes. Uh, yes. That might uh, be the. The, the future of yes. Satellite Sisters. And to that end, Liz, I have to say this. Uh, there was some exciting brand relaunching happening this week that I have my eye on thinking about, you know, where we're going with Satellite Sisters. And that, of course, Liz, is the Hot Pocket brand. And uh, are you familiar with Hot Pockets, Liz? Well, uh, yes. Not that I'm a purchaser of Hot Pockets, but, you know, I, I see it in the store. I am, I'm, I'm familiar with what the actual product type is. Well, Liz, you'd be very familiar if you had teenage boys, okay? Yeah. I would have never occurred to me to buy a Hot Pocket and until I had teenage boys and I just didn't have time to serve all their hot sandwich needs. You know, um, I have to say my hot pocket purchasing has slacked off since I bought a panini maker, but they are very handy to have. They heat up in like, I don't know, five seconds or something. And, um, <laughs> and that's fast. That's yeah. Good. I don't know. It's, it is. It's like a minute though. And, uh, and they've been a staple for Nestle's for 30 years. People have been enjoying hot pockets and lean pockets, which we like, but and they're going through a redesign, Liz, a relaunch. They're trying to sort of make the flavors of Hot Pocket more sophisticated, Liz, because oh. they said this millennial generation now has, they're foodies. They have very sophisticated tastes. And I would just like to say to the Nestle's people, really save your money. But um, because, <laughs> because if you've ever had a Hot Pocket, here's what you know to be true. It doesn't really matter what flavor you buy. They all taste the same. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> They have basically three categories. They have your tomato flavor, your egg flavor, and your cheese flavor. And it can be like pepperoni and tomato sauce or pizza and tomato sauce or sausage and tomato sauce. Liz, that's just tomato sauce. That's all you're tasting. <laughs> and like the egg and ham versus the egg and sausage versus the egg and chopped pepper, that would be egg. And then there's just a cheese thing. So, you know, you can put artisanal crusts on your Hot Pockets uh, or Angus beef or hickory ham or Liz, they're going to make signature pepperoni now as opposed Whoa. to just pepperoni. So I'm sure that'll be really different. I'm sure there'll be some pesto worked in at some point, you know. Yeah, okay. exactly. So that's where they're going. And and um, Liz, here's a quote from a brand director that I know you can appreciate because it says nothing. It says, Hot Pockets is excited to grow with its fan base. And really, the dialogue with our fan has spurred these major changes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We are just so full of ourselves. I know. My Brand God. Here's dialoguing on our hot pockets. Yeah. Okay. I just. Uh, that would be their Twitter feed, I guess. And that's is- it. I mean, that's that's it. But they have done a couple of things that I think we can learn from, Liz. Um, oh, and okay, so good. as we look at relaunching several of our brands, first of all, they hired a Food Network personality. Now, I know that's been sketchy lately that uh, some <laughs> Food Network personalities have not actually uh, been helpful to the brands they've been hired for. But they hired this guy named Jeff Morrow, the Sandwich King. Okay? They hired him to be their spokesperson. So they have some sandwich credibility. It's it's exactly right, Liz. And they Uh have an actual chef, Chef Lucien Vendôme, okay, you know, of the Nestle Culinary Center in Solon, Ohio. I I don't believe it's called Solon. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to say that word. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, so they're putting together the ingredients, you know, for the new hot pockets. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should get ourselves a Food Network personality. Just consider it like a six sister, maybe Nigella Lawson, because she looks like she could use some sisters. <laughs> yes, she's she had a friends. bad couple of weeks. <laughs> she she has. You yeah, feel sorry for her. I know. Which is hard to do, <laughs> but uh, even okay. though she does strike me as one of those classic girls without girlfriends, yes, yes, you know that she prefers the company of men, don't you think? I do, but yeah. you know, I but I think to maybe, her detriment, maybe we could reach out to to Food Network personality Nigella Lawson, you know, just as we relaunch Satellite Sisters. Um, another thing that the Hot Pockets people did that they've never done before, Liz, because they're dialoguing with their fans. Remember, oh, uh, they opened up their kitchens, so now you could. Go in and see, you know, all the quality ingredients that go into making Hot Pocket sandwiches. And I, I think maybe we could get some videos. Let's follow Sheila into the penguins while she gets her frozen yogurt and coffee before she does the show in her car. Like maybe from that's her, it. From her mobile unit. Yeah. So Live from the mobile unit. There's a, there's a whole sub brand yeah. right there. I mean, you, we could go to your kitchen. There's nothing in it, but I think people would like to see that, Liz. They'd like to see uh, what an empty refrigerator looks like. Yeah. For Satellite Sisters TOC, our technical operations center here <laughs> in my second bedroom, mm-hmm. this could be revealing in some way. I'm not sure of what, but, you know, maybe how untechnical it is. <laughs> and then and then finally, Liz, they have a new slogan, which we should totally steal, uh, and it's Hot Pockets, Irresistibly Hot. And <laughs> I mean, that's it. Satellite sisters. You mean they have to explain that hot pockets are hot? They're irresistibly hot, Liz. <laughs> and that satellite sisters, irresistibly hot. Okay. All right. I like it. You know, in a lot of these product relaunches, they all talk about reformulating the product, which obviously they're doing here. Yeah. Do we need to do some soul searching about whether our actual product needs to be different or we're just sticking with this? You think? Well, here's the thing, Liz. We have. Well, well you and I have done some soul searching. We've yes, had some yeah. offline conversations. Liz used to have a very hard and fast rule that Satellite Sisters was two or more sisters in one place doing something together. Like yeah. that constitutes a satellite sisters event that you know monica going off and doing something wasn't necessarily satellite sisters that's how we i think we maybe even had to define it like in business agreements and yes, stuff it like was that a legal right thing. yeah yes mm-hmm. so i feel like we could reformulate that and that that may be what happens in the fall that maybe even just if one of us shows up on the blog talk radio talking to guests that could still be satellite sisters okay yeah, because then there are still there's still a dialogue with your with your audience. Right? As with long our as fan there's base. a dialoguing aspect. Well there's a dialogue with Christina Molden. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Really. Yeah. We're we're incredibly grateful. Um so. to, to the regulars. Uh and the people who are like so super fast on Facebook that the moment you post something like Really, within 30 seconds, there's a handful of people that have always liked it. And I just like being liked. so Not just being liked, but being liked so fast is very, very satisfying. Um, okay. Well, I think we can uh, I think we can tackle this. So the Blog Talk Radio show that you did the other day, Lee, and the test show I know is posted on our Facebook group. Yeah. Don't ask any follow-up questions. Okay. I, haven't, that's the, I haven't really okay. had time yet to figure out how to get it how to take it as an mp3 and post it on 
through our regular syndication channel, Libsyn. So it's up right. in the RSS feed and online on our website and stuff. I know that that's all possible, okay. but I had to like iron the shirts for my son. So uh, I just, I couldn't okay. get on it's- it. But that's what I mean. It's going to take us, you know, six to six weeks at least to um, to figure out kind of what we're doing. So don't expect any major changes to our formulation, <laughs> except, of course, we're irresistibly hot now. I mean, <laughs> except of course that I think we should start using right away. Uh, yeah, and as long as we're talking about brand managers, you know, if you're a if you're a listener and you would like to sponsor Satellite Sisters, say you're a brand manager for Hot Pockets. Mm-hmm. You, we don't know that they're not out there listening, Leanne. We don't. Are really a brand manager for anything. We could really jumpstart the whole product reformulation process uh, with some actual sponsors. Well, so. one of my missions of going to blog her this year, in addition to being a podcast panelist, I'm very excited about that, that I'm a speaker at blog her, is to talk to some brands and get out there and see what people are doing. Because five or six years ago, people weren't posting weren't, we, we pitched this five or six years ago to brands like, Hey, sponsor our podcast. You could own the whole thing. And people weren't doing that yet. You know, they weren't ready for that. The podcast world wasn't that big, but now I think they are. And that could make it possible for a couple of us at least to work on the show a couple of extra days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has to be, there has to be something in it for us to, to ramp up production, um, you know, significantly, but we, if there's anything that I learned on the book tour, it's that people still really love the show and would love to listen to it if they thought, you know, there was a place to listen to it regularly, a time slot, and it's super easy to listen live on Blog Talk Radio. It is like you know, it's sort of the, the lesson of Cosmos, Lee, and just to bring it all the way back around. Cosmos has been gone for thirty years, but there's still an audience out there. They still got a standing O when they walked into that room yesterday because they did something that no one else ever did, and no one has done since. And I think that's true of satellites. All right, Liz, irresistibly hot. <laughs> And we certainly not have not been gone for 30 years. We've not really been gone at all. We've just been slowly reformulating the product. <laughs> so uh, I will be in Chicago this week doing a book signing at Winnetka, Illinois. Um, and I would like to thank the listeners that sent me detailed information on how I get from downtown Chicago to Winnetka, Illinois. So many thanks. Thank you very much. I knew if I put that out there, people would do the work for me and look up the train schedule and tell me how to get there and give me a recommendation for a great Greek restaurant. And that all happened. So okay. So Go I ahead. will be at the bookstall Wednesday, July 24th uh, in Winnetka, Illinois. And then I'll be at Blogger um, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning. If you are a brand marketer or you know somebody and just contact me through Leon at chaoschronicles.com and I'd be happy to meet with you. My panel is Friday morning and, um, and Liz, I've been invited to some special parties. One is like a trolley ride and improv around Chicago. I don't even know what that means, Liz, but you cannot turn down a trolley ride slash improv. <laughs> That sounds fun. Yes, yeah, that That's, sounds fun. So, uh, yeah. Well, yesterday, yesterday at Comic-Con, I sent Monica a picture. You know how in Bend and in Portland, they have that brew cycle that oh, yeah, you the can cycle ride pub. around and yeah. drink beer, the cycle pub? Well, of course, at Comic-Con, they have the same thing, but it was called Barmageddon. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't think I have to propel the trolley. That's the good news about the Chicago thing. I think I just get to sit. 
Well, so you're off in Chicago, yeah. and then we're all rendezvousing uh, on the East Coast. So we should note that next Sunday and the following Sunday, we will not be recording a show because everybody's in transit to and from Connecticut for sort of week-long wedding festivities. Yes. So feel free to, you know, keep it. Keep dialoguing with us on the uh, on the Facebook group. We'll be back recording before you know it. But we know that next weekend and the and the following weekend, uh, nobody's going to be able to actually get together and record this. But we will have quite the report when we come back. You we can will just imagine. And I know there's been uh, a hue and a cry. Uh, a demand uh, from the fans that we post the pictures of ourselves in our wedding clothes and things. So um, we will do the best we can to keep feeding that to Facebook and to SatelliteSisters.com, even when we don't have time to record. Exactly. So, um, okay. All right, Liz. Hey, have a good week. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Good luck in Chicago. Thank you very much. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. 